Hi guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I am hot off the mic from my speech at the PodFest Global Summit. Uh, I know some people were not able to access it, so we are releasing it as a podcast, and I will have the video up on YouTube as well. So if you missed it, here you go. It's on graceful disruption and what it's all about, why, and uh, kind of through the lens of my athletic journey and how I discovered why graceful disruption is so important, particularly in 2021. So lean in, enjoy, and thank you to PodFest for putting on an amazing show. They're going to be running all week, so be sure to check it out. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hello, everyone. I am extremely excited to be here. I so deeply wish we were in person and vibing and energy uh, in equal space. I'm excited to be here and connect in any capacity come 2021. So we're going to jump right in. I am Kristen Olson. I, KO Alliance is my company. Tumor and Tequila is my podcast. And my why is Graceful Disruption. So we are going to unpack that today, talk about what it is and why it's so important. Uh, as I just said, Turmeric and Tequila is the cast, and it really came from my collection of experience and really wanted to help define new reality, particularly for our young generation, but really for everybody out there. So on my cast, every intro, I say uh, we're here working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. And what what is graceful disruption? People sometimes think it is like this big, huge, you know, in-depth um, conversation, but it's really not. It's anything that's challenging status quo, questioning a better way, our trailblazers, people that are disrupting social norms, um, people, companies, you know, parents, coaches, whatever, and doing it in a graceful fashion because we know uh, grace is really important this day and age. We got to welcome people into the conversation versus throw it right at them. Uh, what I'm going to go through today, I do think that the best way to display a story and what's going on is to kind of lean into your own successes and failures. We're going to lean into three of my quote unquote failures. Uh, it was funny because Andrew sent all of us speakers. He's like, don't talk too much about yourself. And I was like, oh shit, that's my whole presentation. So uh, <laughs> I hope this works and it's good, but we're, we're, we're going to run with it. So I'm going to tell you about my journey and my why and how I learned why graceful disruption is so important at this point. And the goal really at the end of this is to inspire you to question a better way and and gracefully disrupt the world around you. We know at this time, there's no better time for personal responsibility and really working to get 2021 and moving in the right direction. For all of my philosophy junkies out there, this is one of the most real statements I've come to really learn and understand. Reality is nothing more than applied meaning. And this is what I call my OG philosophy. For anyone that can dig into, you know, Plato, Aristotle, it's incredible information. It's, it's a little complex, but it's really stuff that's meaningful even today. And this is, you know, obviously a very, very long time ago. But to sum up philosophy, it's really, it's to live is to suffer. And as dramatic as that sounds, that's like the baseline of all philosophy. So we have to be in this world figuring out how we can live and find happiness because life is hard. Things are hard, uh, but you know you're alive when, when you're getting through the things. So we're going to unpack what applied meaning means uh, as of 2021. This is a cell phone, as everybody knows. As I was growing up, I did not have a cell phone and I was not consuming the digital media that our young people are today. And this is uh, runs alongside my why. I see how much our young people are consuming their information, their realities, they're, they're defining their applied meaning from their cell phones. Everything's coming through that. And as we know, there's very minimal filters on there. So all of this information is coming at us and it's hard to understand what is real. So 
this is the time to lean into our own personal responsibility and understand the messages that we're putting out there, not only for ourselves, but the world around us. Before we conquer the world, we must conquer ourselves. So as much as my podcast and my mission is to, you know, inspire positive, radical social evolution, I know that everything that I need to do to do that starts right here and starts with me. So I had taken exponential time to unpack all the flaws and look back at things that have happened so I can really dial in my nuts and bolts. So when I'm walking out there, I can lead by example and I can share my journey and mission. And if any part of my failures you know, streamline your process in life by all means. I think that's a really amazing thing. Obviously we have all our own journeys and we need to learn, you know, and universe provides what we need to learn. But I, I do think there's some incredible tips and journeys we can learn from each other. So I'm here to share my message and my journey thus far. My quick 411, again, we'll, we'll keep this really fast, but I do think it's important to share my ethos, my why, why is this human standing in front of you telling you what's up? Uh, this will shape, uh, frame a reference of, of who I am and why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. I am one of four children. I'm the oldest girl. I have three younger brothers. So that's pretty crazy in itself and we are all pretty uh wild energetic animals so you have to stand out in the noise and again this is deep metaphor for how i am where i am right now uh i went to college at george mason university i played lacrosse i was a denver kid that wanted to play east coast sport the sport has grown exponentially at this point but back in the day you know us denver kids were pretty far behind where the east coast game was at but my young self just leaned in and i really wanted to go d1 top 20 i had this belief in my heart i was checked uh immensely my freshman year and we rode the bench for a whole year trying to figure it out, but it was a really great experience. And I was dead set on going D1 and I was eventually a three-time captain. After college, I started CRS lacrosse and we'll talk more about this. My first business from there, I went on to CrossFit and competed at the games uh, four times. And there's a bunch that goes within that. And then the business started to evolve with different corporate situations. And I went back to my entrepreneurial set. So that's just a quick space frame reference, lots of sports, lots of business. And a lot of my life lens runs through athletics. But when you're listening to this, if your lens is more theater or family or speaking or podcasting, really the lessons are applicable to whatever this just happens to be what my world is. So feel free to change the narrative to whatever really fits you. Uh, a leader, also one of my pet pieces when somebody walks in the room, like I'm the leader and you're like, okay, I'll decide that. But here we are. So we're breaking all the rules today. This is basically what my business is, KO Alliance, and my personal journey being a marketing professional for over 18 years and working within the fitness and marketing space. If you want to know details, you can really go to my LinkedIn page. Um, but not why we're here. This is more important. This is the young self. And I encourage everybody to lean back into some of the early childhood memories when you were dead set on what you were going to do before the world told you you couldn't. And I had, I don't even remember saying this, but this is my high school yearbook. And I said, I really look up to Michael Jordan because he stuck to his dream, no matter what everyone else said. And I was so notable in my high school, they even misspelled my name. So very humble beginnings. The world, the world keeps you in place. Um, and you can tell this is before I started CrossFit. There's no traps or muscles really. But I, I knew what I wanted. And um, if, if you know me, that look, I'm not super excited about school, but I wanted to get to play lacrosse. So I know I had to get it done. But that statement right there and how I viewed the world really guided every step moving forward. So for everyone listening, again, it's not really about me, but think about early when you're young and you had this mission before anything interrupted it. I was the dreamer and the doer. I, as I said, I turned down scholarships to go D1 and thankfully I had a really supportive family uh, that allowed me to do that and you know go 2000 miles and chase the stream when there's no women's pro lacrosse or anything like that. Um, and 
freshman year bench, sophomore year, started to really get good and understand. And I watched, just used to sit in my coach's room and watch VHS tapes. That's how old I am. Uh, and, and learn the game. And it was this quick, you know, ebbs and flow. We know in life, like good things happen and bad things. And it's kind of this constant journey, but I was pretty young here and I didn't fully understand that. So this was my first of like super high. We're in it. We're starting, we're doing well. We had the opportunity to fly to Denver and play in front of my entire family. We played university of Denver and Stanford. We won both games. It was incredible. I had all my family out and we had the team at my house. It was like an immense, immense high. My grandfather was there one game back we came and I tore my ACL. We lost the game. Um, I took the ball, the ball to goal and I shouldn't have tore my ACL. And a week after that, I lost my grandfather that I'd just seen at the Denver trip. So this was a phenomenal example of life, you know, ebbs and flows. And I had to, as I'd gotten older, I had to really look at this and unpack it and say, okay, the world, the applied meaning within this was, you, you know, you got injured. Maybe it wasn't the right decision to go 2000 miles. The cross doesn't really matter. You can't monetize it. Like was, was this all a waste now that, you know, you can't play. And I had to rebuild that meaning of, of understanding how confident I was in taking that risk as a young human, um, how I had to overcome things, how I'd expand my reality. If I lose my identity as a lacrosse player, what else am I? I had to gracefully disrupt my own thoughts around this and understand the larger lesson at hand. So as you're thinking about this young self, again, your mission, you know what you want. And then the first thing that kind of threw you off and then how you had to get back on track with who you are. Here's me in college looking good. Headbands were very cool, by the way. Uh, phase two, the important piece, not only about college was, was the opportunity to play lacrosse, but was to really understand authority and somebody running my life. That has never resonated with my soul. And I think once I graduated, I know I say I had an authority allergy because I didn't care what it was. I was like, cool, this entrepreneur thing, you do it yourself, you figure it out, I'm in, let's do that. I'm, I'm over having an authority. And it's not that it was all bad. It just, it didn't sit with who I was. I'm deeply, deeply independent at core. And these are some other things we've packed and unpacked and taken some time to learn started coaching varsity lacrosse, started my first business. And that's when I really started to see the situation. I was in my environment. Lacrosse was very, very wealthy, very white. I was extremely lucky that my public school happened to have lacrosse, but this as a sport that had taken me all over the world had, you know, offered so much opportunity for me. And my base, my business had basically done anything that's camps, tournaments, team sales, anything that satisfied lacrosse market. But my mission really was to spread the game of lacrosse. So we weren't making a ton of money and the world around me was saying, well, this business isn't successful because you're not making a ton of money. It's, there's not a huge audience for this yet. What maybe you should, you know, do something different, but really I, th at that point I learned, we started doing our stuff for free and going into schools and exposing the game of lacrosse. And the whole point for me was to expose this opportunity um, of learning life skills through sports, particularly for our young women. I thought so critical to learn confidence and teamwork and whatever else. So I had to shift that meaning in my mind of success is not necessarily money, but it's, it, it's your why it's doing what you're doing. Obviously you have to pay bills, but I had to disrupt that, what that meaning meant to me. Um, so if you're thinking about this, you might've had your first breakdown breakthrough and now you've started your new challenge. You might've seen some of those same things come back from that first breakdown, but you were prepared now to deal with that a little bit differently. Differently. So I hung with it and I, I modified and through that, I really became innovative and it was some pretty game-changing stuff that I didn't really even know that was trailblazing at the time. Uh, this is uh, my brother and I were coaches. I always like to see our positive impact on youth. That's Zan, one of my favorite players. We still keep in touch. She actually liked us, but I thought that was a hilarious picture. Um, 
alongside this, now CrossFit starts to take off. So I'm going back <clears throat> from my business self now to my competitive self. So again, we're leaning back into young self of I'm going to do this my way. And now I have this opportunity to, com to compete again when lacrosse didn't necessarily work out the way I wanted it to. So I was channeling this competitive energy into CrossFit. We got in pretty fast by in 2008, by 2009, we were at the games. And we won't go into too, too much into CrossFit. I know my CrossFitters are either excited how this or <laughs> the non-CrossFitters might be having an eye roll right now. Either way, we got to the games pretty fast. 2009 to 2012, I was actually on the Affiliate Cup in 2011 and we took second in the world. Really incredible uh, opportunity. Uh, through this, I was always trying to compete as an individual and every time I was just outside of uh, making it. So I competed with the team and those are a multitude of really heartbreaking experiences. However, you know, we did have this opportunity to go as a team. We, we ended up taking the medal second place. And so, you know, it's like I said, some things just work out how they need to. Fast forward to 2012 um, or 2013, we're, you know, really running on a high. We had decided it was getting more competitive at this point that all of us individuals were going to go as a team. And at that regional, there was an event that we had two girls had to do muscle-ups. And this is a really, this is a very technical move. And if you understand CrossFit or not, it doesn't really matter. The point is we had to do two muscle-ups. We had to do two things um, per female. So each female had to get two muscle-ups for the entire team to move on. Long story short, I was never the strong gymnastics person. I'm built to move rock and deadlift and move weight, uh, not gymnastics and all that. So the rings were short. It was a situation. One of our girls didn't feel confident that she could do it. So I, I was put in place to do that. And I was the only one that had worked out that day. So I was extra tired for some reason. I got that first one and the second one, I just couldn't get it. And if you know, muscle ups, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. And the, I had the clock ticking down. I had, uh, my six teammates or my five teammates behind me waiting. And somehow in, you know, literally it was 10, nine, eight, I somehow got that second one. And within that, what followed was, probably the first real example of what the world was telling me that applied meaning I had almost cost the team. I had almost done all this. I almost failed and, and cost everyone around me. It's one thing if you fail for yourself, but if you're really taking away someone else's destiny, it's a whole other level of pressure. So I, what ensued was I was taken off the team, no games, no nothing. I was pulled away from a situation that I'd helped build. I'd helped, you know, with the marketing and branding of this gym on the side, I helped build the team. I had committed so many times an hour, uh, out of my life. And all of a sudden it was gone. So here I was back again, like lacrosse, where I tore my ACL and all of a sudden I'm out of this major identifier in my life. And I went back into like depression and I was sad and I, I couldn't pull it together. And I didn't really know what to do. As I had unpacked that situation, I really changed that meaning for me to think like timeout. While this is a perceived failure, in reality, I executed when I had nothing left with everybody in the stadium and my entire team watching with everybody's, you know, op opportunity weighing on my back in the, and I actually did finish. This was of all my athletic moments. This was one of the finest ones. And while it cost me everything and ensued this whole dramatic journey after it, in reality, it was really a positive moment. And what it provided from my perspective was game changing and building me towards that next thing. This is the actual picture of the muscle up. Uh, it's, you can see the, the judge is freaking out. My uh, teammates are cheering me on and obviously it's a super flattering view. So the entire situation was uh, a pretty intense day all the way around. After CrossFit, you know, was kind of in that we're competing, we're working. I really started to see this is when Instagram and social media is really starting to take off. Like, okay, I've got these companies and this innovative strategy I can do with creative marketing. I know how it is as on the athlete side and how like these influencers are taking off because I'm in that. Now let's put it together because I'm not seeing a lot of opportunity where this is working and I see the power in this. And this is about like 2012 is 13 to 2015 
again, social media, everything wasn't really fully utilized. So we started to activate influencer sponsorships, whatnot. And the more it, the more it grew and the more I saw the power and the money, the people paying attention, I saw the smoke and mirrors. I was managing people that were fitness influencers that were beautiful. And then deep down they had eating disorders and, you know, they were displaying this message that wasn't true. And I say that with grace, cause it's happening so much more than you think, but our, our young people or anyone that sees it on Instagram or, or Facebook or YouTube doesn't see the back end. So as the person behind that, the, the marketer, the brander, the promoter, uh, it didn't feel authentic to me to promote this false message, this, this unfiltered situation that wasn't the truth. And I, 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 that inspired us working with more mission-driven situations, but I had to disrupt my meaning of like, okay, now the business is successful and there's money coming in and we're working with big name brands and it looks all great, but is it successful? Cause we're not back to the why it was almost the exact opposite of what it was with my first business. So we had to pull back and really intentionally work with mission-driven businesses specifically to stand out in the noise and started turmeric and tequila. And that's what brought us to the podcast because I knew that not everybody wanted to be an influencer with a million people following them. However, there were some really incredible, what I call my varsity humans that had done amazing things that had these journeys that needed to be shared that really could inspire the next generation and streamline some of their process of learning. Um, so that's why we started turmeric and tequila and started the mic to question a better way. Uh, that's KO Alliance in a nutshell and what we do. Um, again, you can jump into that on LinkedIn. This is an important one, inspiration versus influence. In the business world, everything's like influencer and everything's coming in, but really our young people, our consumers, our, you know, everyone really, they, people want to be inspired. They don't want to be influenced to do something. I think the old school way was just like I was saying, but it's kind of gross to hear someone be like, oh, I'm a leader. Well, okay. But at this point, people don't want to be told to follow. They want to want to follow you. They want to, you know, be inspired by what you're doing and thus follow it versus like this coercive, like come to me, da, 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 which is like this old school way that businesses and some, you know, large corporate situations still do operate that way, but that's not the way of the future. So everyone really needs to lean into this uh, inspiration versus influence and inspire people you know, to live healthier, live better, to uh, seek happiness versus fall away because I told you so. Environment, this is, you know, people ask what, what's the one thing at the ripe age of 40 that you would give to young people? I don't know if I'm qualified quite yet to, to give out life advice, but I would say the environment we are in, the people we surround ourselves with, and the media we consume define our applied meaning, our realities, no matter what. Who you're around, what you're consuming, books, media, people, podcasts, that is influencing your world. Even if you're super grounded, and even if you understand what's going on, it will beat you down until you conform. So you have to be very protective of yourself, your magic, your voice your thoughts and get the get varsity humans around you get intentional about what is in your daily life and disrupt that accordingly if if it need be uh this is me again i like to poke the bear it's an influencer t-shirt we're just here to be the most um quick little practices again this isn't like groundbreaking you know deep meditation stuff which all that stuff is great but this is simple simple things that you can do right now disrupting your own mindset communication having conversations connect with people get back to yourself so you can lead by example really embrace that you are an influencer it doesn't matter if you have one follower or five million people are listening and watching so i said smile uh awareness really pull back and see what's going on and see if you know people are liking and commenting on your social media or if you're at the gym and you say something and someone repeats that like you start to see how much your influence and what's going on is impacting others and how you are taking in their actions and words. Uh, support businesses that tell the truth. We're going to talk about that on the next slide and change your reality, change reality. The more each of us individually are, are changing what we're doing and exuding the positive energy, the more it changes everything for everybody else.
Uh, the conscious consumer, this is a quick one, but I really think this is important. I do think the dollar makes the world go round. So be that conscious consumer, vote with your dollar, seek out mission-driven businesses. Things are more transparent than ever. You can find out who made it, why they made it, where they're located, who they're, who the factory is, you know, where it's running, why, what they're spending, how they're polluted. You can get into all the details. And if you're on the business side, humanize the brand, share your story, tell, tell your why. People want to know, and they will be intentional about who they support and or purchase from. Uh, it takes a village, y'all. Success uh, success happens when we work together. All the cliches with the are, these really are true statements. Follow your heart, find your varsity humans, find your community, embrace your voice and your personal responsibility. Lead by example. Again, it all starts here. Inspire your community and your audience. Define your own meaning and thus you shall change the world. Yes, I know tons of cliches, but I, I know it to be true. And I hope my those three examples display how is these breakdown breakthrough ebbs and flows and constant learning of something breaking down and prepare me for the next big thing and even while I'm right here today none of that would happen without those things and these are also lighthearted examples I always want to uh, acknowledge that there are very in important intense things happening on these world these are kind of surface level things but it's all relative we all have our own struggles in our own way and we have to pull together to make this world a better place this is one of my favorite things and I'm, I'm gonna read it I think it's really important um to have, you know, this really open-minded awareness around what's going on. This can be applied to sports, can it be applied to politics, to your family, whatever. And I know we're excited on time, so I'm gonna wrap this up quick, but this is one of my favorites. This was by Theodore Roosevelt and it came out in 1910, The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly so that his place never so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat and i think that just about sums it up we've got to put it out there we've got to know failure is going to come but if we can keep our mind right and, the, and our environment right we can live a better way and inspire people to do so as well that's what I would inspire you. In conclusion, dare greatly, disrupt gracefully. And that's what I got. These are some quick resources if you want to lean into uh, the impact of social media, health, and you know some other things around us consuming from our phones. It's, it's really great. And if you're on the edge of starting a business, a podcast, what have you, I leave you with this quote. I didn't start singing because I had the best voice. I started because I had something to say. Madonna, my girl. And that is it. There's my information. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, we'll probably dial 911, but everything else, contact me. And I hope to hear and or see you all very, very soon. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.